and welcome to the Dalgona Coffee House. My name is Christina and I'm a college student who invests way too much time into K-pop and wanted to give some thoughts about different aspects of that. Since this is a coffee house, I recommend that you make yourself a cup of coffee or tea, sit back and relax. In the last episode, my friend Amelie and I talked a little bit about what K-pop looks like right now and how some of the trends have been going around. Now, we'll be going over some of the groups that we do like and why we like them. Hello, everybody. It's Amelie. I'm back again. Back again on the podcast. <laughs> so for today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about boy groups we like. And so if we're kind of like older fans, we're a little old a lot of the groups that we are going to cover are from the second generation and third generation. We'll go into like the oldest group that both Amelie and I like, which is Shiny. They were a, a group that debuted under SM Entertainment, which is one of the big three companies in Korea. They had five members, but now they are four, unfortunately. This is because, sad to say, but one of the members had depression and suicided so now they are mainly a four-person group. Shiny was one of like my gateway groups, okay, into how much I like K-pop now. Started listening to them when I think I was like in eighth grade. So it was like what 2013, 2012, like around there. Uh, so it's been a long time. They're kind of like one of my comfort groups. I listen to them on my iPod Nano at school with my school candy earbuds. Um, yeah, it was a whole thing, um, and I loved watching, like, my mom didn't really approve of me, like, listening to K-pop and, like, watching the music videos, and I would always, like, sneak it on their laptop, I would just, like, watch the K-pop music videos and then, like, switch the tab when my mom would walk by, <laughs> but yeah, Shiny was and is, honestly, like, such a great group, I feel like they paved the way a lot for K-pop boy groups, they're so popular, they had, like, new and fresh concepts for their time. And like overall, it was just very enjoyable. They had that dance aspect, the performance aspect. They were on a lot of like variety shows at the time because I think variety shows back in the day were crazy. Like they made the idols do crazy stuff. Um, it was really fun to watch. Oh, there's this famous recording of the rapper from Shiny um, doing this like challenge course in like less than a minute, and it looks like crazy American shows like Wipeout or something. I forgot what it was called, but yeah, no, Shiny was like, yeah, my intro. And like, yeah, 2016 was a very sad year when Shiny became four members. But um, I like how they respected him still. And like, he, you can still he, tell he's still in the group, even though he's gone. Like, there's just they just left that place for him and like created songs that like, you know, still kind of honor him and like acknowledge that he, he'll always be a part of Shiny. Shiny. Shiny's great. And I like that they're still coming out with music. They made a pretty big comeback. Was it 2021 or 2020? I can't remember. Um, um, but that was that was really fun seeing them back again and like kind of keeping up with fourth gen music, even though they are second gen. Yeah, I was not really into K-pop because my first group that like my friends ever showed me was Big Bang, and I did not like Big Bang's music mm -hmm. videos because I was just like, this is way too much for a 13 year old to watch right now. 
And then I stumbled upon like a couple of shiny songs and yeah, I would say like their music definitely was a contrast to the songs in the second generation, like the early 2000s, because I think the early 2000s had like bad boy, dark, edgy vibe. And then shiny had like more fresh type of song. Um, And then when the member like passed away, I remember talking to my friend about it and a lot of my friends like were really, really emotional and cried over his death. And I like, what I was not into Shiny as like deeply as them, but I could still feel like the emotional heartstrings being pulled because it is like really sad to see that the member had to go through and also like the choice that they had to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I when I first heard like, because usually I don't get in- invested in like, celebrities like that that much but like when I first heard the news like I was just like stunned like I couldn't believe it because like that member had been like one of my favorites and like I had recently gotten into his solo work because um a lot of members from Shiny have gone solo and so at that time he was doing pretty well solo he was doing like ballads with other people in the company um and so I would listen to so much of his music as along with Shiny's music and yeah I was just like speechless like wow this this really happened and like it just like kind of opened the eyes to a lot of people of like the industry and like how hard it is and how lonely it can be. It doesn't like make you happy and stuff. But yeah, it was it was very interesting to see all of that happen. Very sad as well. But I always look back on like five member Shiny and like Shiny in general with good memories. It's like they're very, a very nostalgic group for me. Yeah, I would say like a lot of like because Shiny has been very successful throughout the years because I think it's been almost like it's been more than 10 years since they debuted and a lot of the members have released solos instead. I, I remember looking like when I was younger, looking at the news because the youngest member of Shiny Taman, like he was bullied a lot. I don't know, like the early 2000s was a very rough time for K-pop idols. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's gotten any better now, but it, it felt like like on a different level, low-key, like back then. It was just like very harsh things being said towards like members and stuff just for like, yeah, really dumb reasons and stuff. But look at him now. He's so successful. <laughs> um, He's super successful. Like he just, I think he just came back from the army or is he still there? I can't remember. I, mean, I don't keep up with like the army news and stuff, but I feel like he should be done when he went he's known for kind of like his long hair <laughs> and so a lot of fans were like no he's gonna buzz it all off but yeah, i think he should be back soon and i can't wait for more of his music and i hope shiny has come back it doesn't have to be soon but like in the future i'd love to see another shiny come back see what they come up with because i think their stuff is always unique even their comeback they just had was like you could tell it was shiny you know like it had that like spin on it that was like their sound it says that there is 263 days in left, left until he is discharged. So I, we have some time left. Okay. And then our shiny comeback comes. Okay. <laughs> well, we will wait eagerly for that day. Yeah, I, I, I hope that they release like an anniversary or like remake one of their older songs to a current version or something like that. I think that would be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I think like another group that I'd like to see like more comebacks from it's like under the same company SM is EXO um because like they I feel like it's also been 10 years for them too or like pretty close or right and like I don't know EXO is also one of the groups that like 
I've been in love with since day one that I got into K-pop. Um, then following them since they had how many members were they like twelve or something? There were a lot of members, um, and now they're about nine or eight. And that's kind of a trend, actually, with like these older groups. It's like they lose members a lot like that, and sometimes for legit reasons. <laughs> Um, such as scandals and that, but like sometimes they just like don't like the way they're being treated by the company, or maybe they have a lot of uh, EXO members were Chinese, so they had like work. They found work in China and stuff. So that's kind of an interesting part about EXO is like how different members like chose their own paths. But yeah, EXO also has that very unique sound, and they're very known for like I think their dances. They're very clean, very like good dances, and really really strong vocals. I think that's something with the SM. Boy groups in general is like the vocals and like the singing is like it's like their strong suit, you know. They're just super good at it. Everyone can sing really well live. All of that. My friend, my other friends were really into them, and I think they followed EXO right from the beginning as well. And the song that that made them blow up and um, how I like started to know them was Growl. I'm pretty sure. Because I remember like a lot of people freaking out about like that so- that specific song, how like they danced and like it had like a very catchy beat. I saw a lot of people doing covers for that song, um, like either through the shows, like the music shows, or just like covers in general, like fans covering it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it has one of those songs like you hear the first beat, like literally the first second, and you're like. That's Growl by EXO. I just know it. You know, like, I think EXO and along with Shiny, they have, like, those songs that are, like, so iconic. You can pick them out anywhere. Maybe you hear, like, just the first few beats or you just hear, like, I don't know, just, like, the slightest part of the song. And it's just like, oh, I know where that is. I can see the dance. I can see, like, everything. And it's just, like, something really cool about EXO. As of late, it's been lacking in content. But it's also understandable. Because um, also with them, a lot of people have gone solo. Um, like Lei, Kai, um, Dio, they all have Baekhyun, they all gone solo, um, which is also great. I really enjoy um, a lot of the solo stuff that they come out with. But yeah, I, I just like seeing all the groups together. I don't know if it's for my own like selfish nostalgia purposes, but I like it when like the second gen groups that I've been following for so long like come back and still keep up with the new gen groups that I like and like just the new content. They're just keeping up with the times. Maybe like their highlight for like their whole career was like 2017 through 2019, because um, they released like a lot of good songs like Monster or like Tempo or Power <laughs> Love Shot, all of those songs. Because um, and Coco Bob, all of them very like 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 you said songs that when you listen to the first beat, you know it's like an EXO song, that exact song title and things like that. I do remember when the Olympics, the Winter Olympics happened in 2018, they were selected to do a performance with their song Power, which I also like, I really like the song Power. They were like representatives for like K-pop and culture and all of that. And I thought it was like really interesting because I think it was also around that time where like BTS was starting to be on the rise a little bit more with their other songs. There was very hot debate on whether EXO deserved to perform at the Olympics because some people felt like BTS should have performed at the Olympics with their song instead. I don't know what song like they were promoting at the time, 
because I only cared about EXO power because um, it was so good. But yeah. Yeah, because this was kind of at the peak of EXO, they had, like, you listed all those songs. It, like, definitely made sense for EXO to perform at the Olympics, in my opinion. Just it makes sense because I feel like at that point they had more of those timeless songs and more of those songs that everybody knew. And obviously, yeah, BTS was pretty big at that time. Um, they had like, what was it, like Fake Love and I- Idol. Um, like a lot of these songs that just like were really blowing up for them, which was also great. But I think, I don't know, to me, EXO just suits that type of thing more. But like, I guess nowadays, like what's well, been four years since 2018. So nowadays, I guess definitely BTS would get selected, right? Because of their recent success and like... They, I think it, it does show like with BTS, they, they get selected, they spoke at the UN, they, they've done a lot of like different collabs with worldwide organizations and like just they're very public figures now in terms of that. So it's kind of like it was EXO's era and now it's BTS's era. I think for the, that instance in 2018, I think EXO was very suitable and that song as well was, I think, good choice. <laughs> Not to say that EXO is declining, but since a lot of the members are on, are, are serving the military um, and the rest of the members are focusing more on like solos and stuff like that, like their most recent comeback was Don't Fight the Feeling, I think, over the summer. And it did feel kind of like lacking, I guess. It was also like, I got kind of confused because they have this song called Don't Mess Up My Tempo, right? So then, like, when Don't Fight the Feeling came out, I got confused because there were too many, like, the titles were too similar to each other. Yeah, I think I think this latest comeback, I was looking forward to it, but yeah, I didn't have that punch that EXO songs usually do. It did sound kind of similar to, like, old EXO stuff, but yeah, I didn't have, like, it, it is pretty catchy. Like, EXO songs are catchy no matter what, but um, yeah, I didn't have that, like, element of sticking out. I think the music video, too, was, like, kind of boring in my opinion um it was yeah super engaging because like a lot of video that come out nowadays are just so interesting visually um and I think the exos was a little lacking and like that's a comeback that I just like really didn't follow with and stuff so yeah I just hope they come back with something once once members are out of the military that are that's something interesting kind of like shiny because I think shiny's comeback was very successful and exos was yeah a little bit lackluster right now there are, because there are some members in the military, there and there's going to be more members following them after that. I don't think we'll be seeing too much of EXO, maybe until like maybe four years later, depending on when the, the younger members will go and listen to the military, but it'll definitely be a while. Yeah, yeah, sadly we will also have to be patient <laughs> with EXO along with Shiny, just like waiting for their stuff. Yeah. You know who we don't have to be patient for, though? NCT, because yes. NCT has so many youngins in it with all their subunits. NCT Dream with all the young babies in it. Uh, though I'm pretty sad. Some some of the like 127 members, I think, are going to go to the military soon, and that's very sad. But at least they have 23 members and counting, so we will never run out of content, probably, with NCT. Also under the same group as SM, because SM's on a roll with these boy groups, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so NCT um, debuted in like 2016, question mark? 2017? So. Yeah. Um, 
and like they are one of SM's more unique groups as in their the way that they're marketed is each group NCT is split into subgroups um so there's like for example NCT Dream NCT 127 Wavy I don't know if I'm missing any other NCT, oh NCT, NCT U. U yeah um and so like they have like this idea of like rotating members out like because there are 23 members right now like rotating these members out promoting certain songs that fit like their vibe but honestly that has not been working out because for example like NCT Dream it was supposed to be like a graduation system where the older members would like leave but then people got too sad and we they put them back in so so excited to see NCT Dream yeah yeah, no, I think NCT, NCT is definitely one of the most innovative groups. Like, even though they started in 2016, 2017, something like that, like, I think even compared to, like, new-gen groups, they're still one of the most innovative and, like, pushing the envelope in t- terms of what a K-pop group looks like and, like, what music is supposed to sound like and all of that, which is one of the reasons why I enjoy them so much because, like, there's some songs you're like, yeah, this is, you know, a typical K-pop song. And some songs you're like, where did this come from? Um, this really came out of left field, but I kind of like it. So um, that's fun. And like their their music videos are always really cool. They always they also have very interesting dance moves. Like, <laughs> like it looks clean when they all do it. But then you look at like a tutorial, you try to do it and you're like, um, this is very awkward. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think they're so cool. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of iconic moves, but I don't think, like, a regular person could be able to, like, replicate it. Yeah, it would have to be, like, in, in a K-pop dance setting. You have to have, like, that energy. You have to have the music behind it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And I think, like, NZT is one of the groups that I've gotten to know through reality shows a little bit. Not too much, because I'm not super into the reality shows, but I've gotten to know the members a little bit. And it's, like, it's pretty cool to see how, like all 23 members you know like work together and i think they have so much versatility because of how big that group is um there's just so much content all the time and like everyone's obviously very talented everyone has their like thing that they're good at Um, and i feel like i feel like nct especially has like those members that are like so good like everyone just kind of has their specialty and it's very very cool to see I would agree that they're very versatile because, like, there's a lot of members who are, like, they specialize in something, but they're also, like, very pretty well-balanced in, like, other aspects, too. And I, like, funny thing is, let me let me go into my NCT origin story, how I found <laughs> a TT. So, again, like, I was not really into K-pop. I watched a couple things and, like, I know a couple songs, but there was not really a group that I, like, really, really liked. I think I was watching like just random K-pop music videos just to pass the time. And then I saw NCT use the Seventh Sense and I clicked on it. Basically, I thought that they were an older group um, that was making a comeback. But it turned out that the Seventh Sense is like very unique. Like it was a very like unique debut song. Like it had heavy bass and it was like kind of the real like you were vibing you were transported into another dimension listening mm-hmm. to the song because of the colors and like how like slow the song was in a way and with the dance moves and I thought that they were an older group making a comeback so I had no idea that they were like a rookie group and stuff like that 
And then I started getting into watching like reality shows or like shows that showcase like more of the members and stuff like that. And then I got hooked into NCT. But yeah, they were so good. I thought they were old people. <laughs> yeah, I would say I was I was very intrigued um, by um, Seventh Sense. And I, I think it, it was it was definitely the first NCT song I heard. Um, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what got me into NCT. I think it might have been Boss. Um, or, yeah, I think it was Boss when I heard it um, a few years later. Because um, back when was NCT... Was Culture Shock? Yes, it was with Culture Shock. K-West performed it. Um, and I heard it and I was like, ooh, that kind of slaps. Uh, so I went on the journey. But yeah, like a Seven Sense was so interesting. And like now, I think I didn't appreciate that much when I first was listening to it. Because when I first first listening to it, like I was still in my, um, I was still in my EXO phase. I clearly remember there being like an EXO comeback at the same time as the Seven Sense, I think. Um, and so like, I was just in my, I was in my EXO phase. Um, but yeah, no, they, it sounded so like mature and stuff. But looking back, it's funny because all the members look so young in it. Um, but yeah, it just seemed mature and like, yeah, it was slow, but it wasn't a ballad, which is kind of unheard of. Honestly, I still don't know many songs that are slow like that and not like grungy, but like poppy. I don't know. You can't even describe like that song is still so unique. Like nothing else comes near that like debut song that has come out recently. Um, it's very cool. And I think they keep coming out with songs that are like nothing comes near it. And sometimes they have misses. Like in my opinion, "Sticker" by NCT is a tad of a miss. I when I first heard it, and I was like, "I don't know about this." There's like a shrill, like flute sound, and there's no. It, it was really hard for me to figure out the beat, and I'm a very beat oriented person, and so, like so, I was just like very confused. And I was like, "It'll grow on me. It'll grow on me." And like it kind of did, but I, I still felt like I was kind of forcing myself to listen to it. So yeah, sometimes it, it's, a, it's a little bit of a flop, but they're always pushing the envelope, and that's what I appreciate about them. I think NCT, like, like what we've been saying like this whole time, they're so versatile, and it's just like so exciting to see what they're gonna come out with next. NCT Dream is like a group for like with quote quote younger members that debuted. They're gonna be making a comeback like next week, I think next week. There's not a lot that's being released right now other than just pictures, teaser pictures to hype them up. But the members look so good in those teasers, even though it's only half of them. I'm really excited to see a comeback. I always really enjoy the NCT Dream comebacks. I don't think I've had a miss from them in a very long time. That is facts. Yeah, I, I really enjoy NCT Dream. Because like NCT, I would say NCT U or NCT 127 are the more experimental ones. And NCG Dream, I feel like they've found kind of their sound. And, like, every comeback does sound very different. Like, compare, like, Raiden to Hot Sauce. Those two are not the same at all. But, like, they, they're both, like, you know, NCG Dream song. And, yeah, I'm very excited. I want them to go on tour. I want to see them in concert so bad. Uh, I know they were planning a concert in 2020. And I was very much debating whether to go to that or not. But then everything shut down, and that was unfortunate. <laughs> At least I got a sweater from that concert. But yeah, I just I just hope to see a concert for that. Tickets will be impossible to get, but 
I'm willing to wait in that Ticketmaster queue just to get just to get those tickets because there's I can't I can only imagine how good they'd be live. I was kind of sad because like I almost bought the tickets for the 2020 concert like because it wasn't NCT Dream but it was like 127 I think but they were going to come to Seattle and I was so excited to like purchase tickets and stuff like that because like purchasing K-pop tickets back in the day was, was so much easier like literally I were to be honest I don't think they were like that popular before the pandemic but then like suddenly they blew up more now and they gain a lot of popularity so I'm kind of worried about like getting tickets for sure like if they go to Seattle again I feel like I w- there is a high chance of getting those tickets just because you know C- Seattle is populated but in comparison to like LA or like bigger cities I feel like there would be a chance maybe yeah yeah for sure yeah it'd be great and then we wouldn't have to fly we could just drive there save a little bit of money yeah that'd be that'd be so great if my that'd be great if this year were filled with k-pop concerts because I've, I've been to so many this year already and it'd be amazing to just keep keep adding to that list yeah i think it's definitely one of the groups i would i would like i would like to see Shiny and EXO too, but honestly, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think those those groups, their time for world tours has come and gone. Speaking of wor- world tours, I'm so sad now because like my most, like my top, top favorite K-pop group, well, they're more like a band, Day6. They went on t- world tour like before the pandemic, like 2018, 2019, 2020. They never went to a Seattle location and they went to LA. So it was like really inconvenient for me to fly in and stuff like that. So I never got a chance to go. And a member left the group. So it's not the same anymore to go to a concert. I hope they'll come like I hope they're all able to come back soon. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you're able to see them too. Because I, I think my dreams came true when I saw my number one group. It was crazy. It was crazy too. Because one of the one of the members actually got injured halfway through our stage, and they had to leave for the rest of the concert. And like, not having all of them there, even though we knew he was just backstage, you know, he was there, he was fine. But not having all of them like really changes it. Because he was he was the main vocalist, and he's amazing live. And yeah, it's just not the same when a group leaves. But like, yeah, a member leaves this kind of sucks because it's like kind of inevitable you never know what's going to happen with any of your groups i feel like day six has a lot of really good like music in general but right now the situation with the members is like really messy or a lot of them are in the army or getting ready to and listen to the army uh, a lot of like those members were able to do solos before like basically if you if they did a solo, you know that they were gonna get ready to go to the army because that was their last thing before they said see ya in two years. No, <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I that's the that's the curse of the boy groups. Honestly, it's just the army. Because I feel like you can try all you want to keep the group together and keep the group going and promoting, but like there's always new groups. There's always new stuff happening. So it's so hard with like members leaving to the army especially if they're all kind of near an age then it's kind of it's kind of over for that group for a few years yeah I, I wonder I don't know how 
I don't know how old this this group is. There's another group that we both like called SF9. And I don't know. I honestly don't know how old the members are. I really hope they don't go to the army soon. If they do, that's big sad. I just I just recently got into them <laughs> a lot. Um, I really got into them through Kingdom. There's just like a competition show between boy groups. I really I, I really enjoy their music. It's very like chic, cool she cool vibes i don't know how to describe it um but yeah i'm gonna be sad because like since i just got recently into them i want to like follow all their comebacks and stuff but if they all go to the army that will be very unfortunate don't worry emily i got you because i got into them right when they debuted i followed their first two comebacks and then i took a break because like some of their songs were kind of it and then like i got back into them so i think they debuted in 2016 so they're a little bit older but like they weren't, they didn't gain any success. They weren't able to gain success or popularity until like one of their songs, which, like you said, is very chic and had cool guy vibes. But it was like really interesting because their their company sent them to go travel a lot. Like they went to KCON and like other shows, things like that. Like they went on tour a lot before like they became more well known or like more famous slash popular. And stuff like that, which I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, that's a good way of like promoting the group and stuff. And a lot of the members are very attractive. So because of that, many of them also do acting on the side as well. Yeah, I feel like that's a really great way for um, a K-pop group to gain popularity or like just interest in general is when the members are in um, K-dramas and K-movies. Um yeah, because I know two two members of SF9 are pretty popular. One of them especially has been in a lot of K-dramas. And you can see how much he's like improved and how, how well he's doing. Like, if you didn't know he was in a K-pop group, I don't think you would, like, pick him out, you know? Because, like, sometimes when idols act, you can kind of tell that they're an idol. You're like, yeah, this is maybe your first time. But, yeah, like, I think the two from SF9, they're super, they're really good. Um, at least in the shows that I've seen. Um, and I think it's, like... A really cool way to get to know a group like i'm watching a k-drama right now um and a member of a, the boy group called victon victon is in it like i didn't realize that and so it kind of like pushed me back into listening to a little bit more victon and like knowing that group that way so yeah but yeah this this group is like i think very sf9 is very unique in its like style and chicness i, I just hope i just wish they would get more attention i think or like more recognition for their work. Yeah, because I feel like whenever they go onto shows or like the shows that they've been on, the hosts like to comment on their height as one thing or like their visuals, but they're all like really, really talented people. Like they do a lot of things on the side. It's like some of the members release music through their SoundCloud, their personal music and stuff like that. And I listened to a couple of them and I would say like they have a lot of talent like putting in the work to make that other than being like a k-pop idol as like their main gig yeah yeah i think a lot of k-pop idols they have a lot of like songwriting and producing talent i always find it really cool when a group like produces their own music or like does their own music on the side and like production and all of that and yeah like sf9 is no like not excluded from that they def they definitely have like a lot going for them I don't know if it's because they're from a smaller company, probably. I know groups from smaller companies always struggle in the wake of, like, YG, SMJYP. 
But I hope they just keep keep going with their comebacks and keep keep getting popularity. Unfortunately, sad to say, I will give you the bad news. Um, the oldest two members will be enlisting like the end of this month, like end of March, twenty twenty two. Wait, that's so soon. <laughs> no, that's so sad. It's gonna be a long time. I feel like the next couple of years is gonna just be so sad because all of the groups that we're like liking, they're in the prime age for enlistment, and like, oh, this is gonna be like a very fat wave of nothing because there's and then there's gonna just be like a ton of new groups that like I'll listen to, but it doesn't hit the same as like the groups that I like originally liked. Yeah, we can we can only hope that there's some there's some good comebacks. Because I'm only really into two new boy groups. Yeah, I'd like more than just the two. So hopefully, I guess, like I said, for Shiny and EXO, we're waiting for you, SF&I, for your comebacks. We'll be waiting. To summarize this whole episode, we just want more music from all these boy groups before they leave for the military. <laughs> the military takes up two years of their lives. Yes. Yes, we will. Uh, all the fans, all the OG fans, will be waiting eagerly for these comebacks. That concludes today's episode, and I hope that our discussion made you a little bit more curious about what the hype is for all the groups we talked about. <laughs>